Welcome to Feel Better, Live More Bite Size, your weekly dose of positivity and optimism to get you ready for the weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1 from Athletic Greens, one of the most nutrient-dense whole food supplements that I've come across. It contains vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and so much more, and I myself take it regularly. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash live more to access a very special offer. They are giving my listeners five fantastic travel packs and one year's supply of vitamin D free of charge with your first order. See your details at athleticgreens.com forward slash live more. Today's clip is from episode 134 of the podcast with the wonderful Matthew McConaughey. In this clip, Matthew explains why authenticity is so important to him and how by understanding who we really are and showing up as ourselves more often, we can all live happier lives. You say, you know, I've been in this life for 50 years. I've learned how to be fair, how to have less stress, how to have fun, how to hurt people less, how to get hurt less how to be a good man, how to have meaning in life. But then this is it for me. This is the killer line. How to be more me. This is something I feel I've been on a journey with over the last five or six years. And so that line, how to be more me, that resonated deeply right into my soul. Hopefully that line resonates individually and originally with everybody individually. I mean, I, I, I'm open to argument, but I think, isn't that what we're all trying to do, whether we know it or not? It's a, it's a constant, you know, uh, adventure, sometimes extremely challenging. Um, you know, I go, I go into it in the book about, it's very hard to know who we are. It's very hard to know what it is we want to do. And so to take some pressure off that situation, maybe first let's eliminate the things in our lives that are not what we want to do. Um, this movie we're in that action was called one time the day we were born and cut will be called one time the day we die. Now, what can we do in this take we're in? Um, it's a wonderful, wild adventure, but I've always been interested in interrogating and investing, investigating myself, you know, and it goes between sometimes I'll write the headline first who it is I, I, I want to be, who I'm trying to be, who I am in 10 years. And, and, then, and then I'll try to live the story towards that headline. Um, other times I'm like, no, I, I don't want to be aspirational right now. I just want to just be. And flaws, scars, bumps, warts and all, let's just be that. Don't deny those things. Let's just look them in the eye and go from embarrassment to laughter about those things or from shame to forgiveness about those things. Um, so I usually try to balance between those two Um, nothing's more entertaining for an individual to do than to get to know themselves. And that can start with getting to know who they're not, but boy, that never gets old and it's never going to change because we never have a moment where we go, ta-da, I got it. Now I know exactly who I am. No, because as soon as we, as soon as we get to that place, we're like, yes, I feel secure in who I am. I'm seeing the world clearly. The world is reverbing back to me what I'm giving to it. As soon as we hit that place, if we have any ambition at all, we open up a whole new treasure chest of questions and evolution to, yeah. to, to live through. Yeah. In some ways, it should be the easiest thing 
in the world, to be more of ourselves, right? The problem is many of us, and I certainly have been for a lot of my life, I kind of feel I'm on this fast track to discovering myself. I think it's the best journey I've ever been on. It's the best game in town. It's the one that keeps stimulating me and keeping me going day in, day out. But why do so many of us then perform at life? Do you know what I mean? What 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 yeah. is it? What what goes yeah. on that means we have yeah. to go on this journey to actually find out who we actually really are? Well, you know, the world is our mirror. You know, I said earlier about how when those times when when I'm feeling the most me and the, and, and what I'm giving out is is reverting back to me. You know, what my soul's giving out, I'm getting a, a like response from the world. That reciprocity is when I'm like, oh, there's no gap between who I am and 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 what people are, or what I'm doing and what people are receiving and what they're giving back. But a lot of times there is a big gap there. Um, yeah. Expectations. Uh, um, you know, sometimes I love to say this. Sometimes we, we uh, look better than we feel and sometimes we feel better than we look. But what's really nice is when we look just about as good as we feel, and we feel just about as good as we look. There's no gap between those two, you know, um, but it's yeah. a similar situation. I think a relationship with the world, we have expectations of ourselves. Other people have expectations from for us, whether they're right on the money and accurate or not. That can sometimes be the battle. Many of us in our mid you know, in our midlives, start to try and find ourselves, right? Start to think about things like values. You're someone who's spent the time to really get to know yourself, what makes you tick, what is authentic for you, what is inauthentic, and therefore you now have systems and practices around you to make sure that the way you live is in alignment with that. To really understand our values, I think we need solitude. We need time where we switch off the noise, right? So you started looking internally. Well, I I don't know if you started with this, but you started journaling. I journal, but I didn't journal when I was 14 years old. Why did you start journaling? Was that something that you saw around you? Was it something that was intuitive to you? Because it's such a phenomenal life skill. It's such a phenomenal tool to start getting to know yourself. Where did that come from in you? Um, I didn't grow up in a family of of writers um, or readers or voyeurs or viewers. We were a, if it's daylight outside, get outside and play. You can't watch TV or read a book because why would you want to read or watch somebody do something that you can go out there and do yourself. That was my mom's kind of line. So we were not an introspective family. We weren't callous to introspection. We just almost, we were so resilient. We almost denied winter time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I always tell my mom this, mom, our greatest asset is resilience. I said, there's a loophole in resilience though. If you, get, if, you, if you trip and fall down and every time you trip and fall down, you get up and you dust yourself off so quickly and move on you become a repeat offender of stepping in the same pothole that you tripped on because you never actually took time to go, now, why did I fall down right there? So the why did I fall down right there was probably my original reason for diarying and writing in my journal. But it was normal adolescent 14-year-old, oh, Gretchen broke up with me, my heart's broken, you know, that kind of stuff to begin with. And then asking those wonderful youthful questions, the big one, why? 
to everything, which every child asks and continues to ask. And then the why turned into the who, what, where, when, how. Everything was a question mark. And just the asking of the question was part of finding myself, I think, because I didn't find answers to some of those questions until yesterday, um, you know, in, in the days since then. But the early, my teens were a lot of the, a lot of those questions. Um, then something interesting happened in my early 20s. I started to find my stride. I was at University of Texas at Austin. I was making the grades. Mom and dad were happy. My relationships were healthy. I had a nice girlfriend. I was in the fraternity. I had a job. I had 40 bucks in my back pocket. Life was, I was looking forward to Monday morning. Life was kind of rolling. And I remember, I don't know where this came from, but I remember going, ooh, you're not going to your journals as much. And I was like, yeah, because I'm, I'm rolling. What I need to go to? And I was like, I got a hunch. You need to keep writing about what you're doing now because it might help you out later. And it turned out to be true. Meaning when I got in another rut, which we all do when we need to remember that when we're all just rolling and on time and everything's just sunny for us. We need to, even though we think like to tell ourselves, well, this is the mean now, right? I'll never get off this because I found it. Eh, Negatory, you'll get off it (laughs) or someone will knock you off of it. But what I found is I was able to go back when I was in a rut, I was able to go back to my diaries for when I was dissecting my success. So I was so taught to dissect failure. And what I found is I was able when at times I was in a rut to go back and go, what were your habits here in your life when you were rolling, when you were on your frequency? Who were you hanging out with? Where were you going? How much sleep were you getting? What were you having to drink? How are you waking up in the morning? How are you looking at the world? How is your, did you have your wink? How is your sense of humor meter? So I was able to look back and go find some older habits when things were going well that helped me recalibrate and get back in line in times where I was off my frequency or off balance. I mean, one of the first things when I was reading your book and, and researching for this conversation today was I thought that is so cool. You journal when you're good. And so you can back reference when things aren't going well. Hey, what was I doing when I was flying, when I was rolling, when I was running downhill? What, what was I doing? Yeah. And it, it strikes me that it's such a useful practice for people that really will help everyone understand. Because, you know, we never stay on top forever, right? There's always an up. There's always a down. There's a wave. Mm-hmm. Like it goes up, it goes down. And it's a nice little reminder. Um, green lights. That's the name of the book. It's an awesome name. What is a green light? A green light is very literally a thing on this highway of life that says, go, continue. I affirm your way. Carry on, sir. Freedom. More. Yes. Red and yellow light are hardships, crises, things that make us slow down, think, ponder, introspect, jackknife, interrupt, intervene, death, someone gets sick, they stop us, slow us down. We don't like them. Green lights in our lives are a lot about our own choices. We can engineer them via the choices we we make. We can engineer them to have more of them in our future when we are responsible for our present. 
I found that sometimes cream life's just fall on our lap. We don't have any science or reason about how or how or why they landed here, but damn, I'm glad they did. So what am I going to do with it? I found that green lights are sometimes about perspective. Sometimes the green lights can be about actually not even give the giving the crisis of the red or yellow light credit and blowing through them. Because nah, that dart don't stick. I'm not letting that stick. That's false drama. Uh-uh. I'm denying that because I've been in my own red and yellow lights for it. And I've, you can dwell in a yellow light and turn that into a red light. <laughs> you, can, you can self-sabotage and dwell in a, a yellow light and turn that baby deep red. Well, we prefer to go the other way, um, turning green. And while we don't want yellow and red lights, I've found that most oftentimes they're actually giving us something that we need. And when do we know or notice that the red and yellow lights in our life are actually have a lesson woven into them? Sometimes we realize it in the moment. We may not know what it is, but sometimes we realize, I know this, this, is, gonna, this is good for me somehow. I just don't know why it's a good thing I'm going through this. Sometimes we notice it tomorrow, the next day, sometimes we'll notice it on our deathbed. And I think that probably sometimes we'll notice the green light assets of a red and yellow light. We may not even notice them in this lifetime. It may be our great, great grandkids that realize what that lesson was three generations from now. There's also different kinds of green lights. Some of them are battery powered. They're short term. Yeah. That's fine. But what I'm really seeking, and I think most everyone in some level is seeking, is what are those solar powered green lights? The ones that are going to shine on for us longer and brighter in our future and continue to shine after we're gone from this life. Um, That's the ones I'm trying to chase. It's not the ones I always catch. Because here's the other thing. If life was nothing but green lights, literal green lights, it'd be like, well, so what's it all about? I mean, yeah. all just entertainment, <laughs> you know, which it's not. So we need the yellows and the reds to have some form. Yeah. We need those resistances, those things that slow us down, gravity, you know, to, to yeah. red lights that stop us in our tracks to help us grow and evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Hope you enjoyed that bite-sized clip. Do spread the love by sharing this episode with your friends and family. And if you want more, why not go back and listen to the original full conversation with my guest. Now, just a quick reminder that my upcoming book, Happy Minds, Happy Life, is now available to pre-order all over the world. It's available in paperback, ebook, and as an audiobook, which I am narrating. And in it, I share with you simple ways in which you can develop and train the skill of happiness, which will also have a profound impact on your physical and mental well-being. If you enjoyed this episode, I think you will really enjoy my new bite-sized Friday email. It's called the Friday Five. And each week I share things that I do not share on social media. It contains five short doses of positivity, articles or books that I'm reading, quotes that I'm thinking about, exciting research I've come across, and so much more. I really think you're going to love it. The goal is for it to be a small yet powerful dose of feel good to get you ready for the weekend. You can sign up for it free of charge at drchatterjee.com forward slash Friday 5. 
I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you have pressed subscribe and I'll be back next week with my long form conversation on Wednesday and the latest episode of Bite Science next Friday.